This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I just feel the new. Just I've got to sing a couple of songs. But just. Mud speckles and dominant, dominant, dominant. Mud speckles, Jesus, oh, he makes a way where there ain't no 
The 300, I felt like there. Remember, he said, I'd rather just have 300 fighting men then. Remember that? that? That's what I feel in the, the spirit and the, the, the hearts that are alive and hungry, to, on, you know, seeking Jesus. It's so encouraging. And we, when we're together with us in agreement, but before I do anything, <laughs> here we go. Before I do anything, uh, as I say, Charles' retreat, I read. A guy, the guy had a dream, and he was on a stage with Billy Graham in front of 5,000 people, and he was getting all proud. And Billy Graham came out to him and says, don't get, don't get proud, sir. Jesus makes him look good. <laughs> so, see for me, see before I see a thing, Paul done the same thing, Second Corinthians, eh, First Corinthians 2, and don't come here with big eloquent language, eh, Want your faith to be in me. He says, I want your faith to rest in the power of God. And the Amplified says, It'll be a, I, I, I want a demonstration of the Spirit and power, a proof of the Spirit and power of God operating on me and stirring in you, the minds of the hearers, the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. So, a few minutes, what I'm just asking, he turns up. Mm-hmm. Let him stir some things in our hearts first, mm-hmm. and then we'll take it from there.
Feel his presence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God is here. He has a presence in the midst of us. And uh, I, I get the privilege of sharing something that's been very painful for me over the last couple of months and the formation in us. But actually, as I have listened to stories over the last couple of days, it's all getting line upon line these things are actually God speaking to us now because I'm hearing what what you know the stories are what the needs are and you're realising goodness me when we are available he's that intimate he is here he wants to meet us now he's a living God he's no wanting to repeat a word for last year for us he's wanting to give us what we need now and uh, you know that is a privilege and I uh, <coughs> I know for me, uh, when I read Paul, I get so so excited and overwhelmed with it because I feel the privilege of being able to lead people to the only one who can de- can can heal our hearts. As I say, training in therapy, uh, listening to people's stories, you could, you know, the tragedy of them. <coughs> My only hope in any of my encounters has been lead that person to Jesus. And he, I have experienced this for years now, good couple of years, the way he turns up for people, it melts and breaks your heart. Because just the same way that you wanted your father, if he was good or bad, to, to come through for you, to meet you in places, to spit beat your back, you realise he's, he's the creator of all fathers. It was his idea. And, you know, he is the example of that fatherly love. And uh, so, 
you know, what a privilege it is to be able to join with hungry hearts and actually be saying, I'm going to do business. Who was it had the vision of the briefcase? Is that you, Mark? No? Somebody? Jared? Somebody had a vision of a briefcase and I'm going to do business with God. Who was that again? Ah, who was that? Was it you? It was you, Jimmy? Aye, it was Jimmy. Aye, that's who it was. Aye, so that, that to me is like, wow, you know, a day in business. God wants to do, that's what he said to us. I, I'm more excited about the encounters I'm going to have. Can I turn that? Do you want that here on? That's what I wrote in the wisdom meditation earlier, by the way. I'm too hot. Turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> what should I do? Turn that heater off. That's the wisdom it came. <laughs> so, eh. Uh, aye, so that, that sense of God coming after us. And uh, what the privilege that is that I know the stories I, you know, walked with quite a lot of these and, you know, the privilege it is to be part of that. To hear, hear God, uh, hear what God is doing. So, Thank you for the day, guys. Amazing. Uh, Dave, Fintan Elaine, I just felt such a holy moment for this, this morning's session. Was everybody the same? There was such a presence descending, and it was God was doing things. God was bringing and moving things in our hearts that we don't get the permission to go to, because we're so busy with our lives. We just want to... Uh, when I first year in therapy training, I had a dream in the team. <coughs> John Eldridge was telling somebody about the need to face things. And I was at the back speaking in Glasgow, kind of Scottish slang, going, that's right, John. And he was all proper and spoken. But this guy done a bolt out the door. He run, he ran out the door, ran down the corridor, and me and a couple of others were chasing him. Come on, pal, you need to face this. You're not alone. We're doing it together. And uh, <clears throat> that dream was for me. That was for me, because I have spent decades running from my own pain, medicating my own pain, managing my own pain. (coughs) So I know this is, I believe it's it's the most courageous journey anybody takes, is the the facing of what Dave, the Mother Teresa quote you put up, and she says, I've got nothing to say, except for what comes out of this place of quiet. But when we are so full of fear and we, we, we just want to avoid that, we don't get to that place. I'm Colorado in 2017. Did not think what happened to me was possible. I'm crying in Vince's arms, and that was the first that's ever happened to me in my full life. Fet for being a baby. <laughs> but, uh, but I wasn't going, wah! Right. <laughs> 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 right, right, right. <laughs> So, Vince, you want to be an actor, no? <laughs> so, I'm in this, I'm in the car. It's Friday. Thursday night uh, at the boot, boot camp. Bring all this stuff up. We get into the Friday. The Friday morning's this amazing session. Then it goes into the poser. Then it goes into this wound. And it brought up things for me. I'd watched Good to Will Hunting when I was a wee guy. Came out of prison. I felt game and watched this movie. And I'm watching it going, what the heck is... What is that doing to me? Why is that movie ministering to me? Why is that... I don't know, minister. Why is that movie making me feel something? Yeah. I couldn't even articulate it. But 
John put it in the, the session, the way he weaves us beautiful messaging with these films, we've all watched and you go, what the, you know, that, look how, look how, uh, look how connected all that was. And there's a scene, it's quite a coarse language, but the scene where Sean and Will are in his office and he shows them all the abuse, pictures of his violence, and that happened to me, similar. And uh, he's saying, you ever had anything like this happen to you? He says, well, you know, hit with, hit with, a, hit with a bar, a, a, an iron bar, a few other things he's saying. And then his counsellor says to him, it's not your fault. Now, I've watched that for years, but never actually received that from me. Yeah. I know it was doing some, but I wasn't, I never had the capacity, I never did, I was asleep while, while, while awake. And uh, that was the first time it, <coughs> it penetrated. And then I'm, I'm in that motor, and he said to me, It's not your fault. But I knew what it meant now. And I was grudgingly crying, trying to cry. I'd have cried all my life. <laughs> no, I can't stop crying. Brilliant. But, <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it at all. I'm not ashamed of it at all. I'd rather be crying than the way I was. Tell you that. So, I'm in tears and I'm, and I'm, I'm I finally, that's happened and then I'm in quiet and all I heard was, it's Friday, but Sundays are coming. Oh, yeah. Again, another thing I didn't understand. I'd heard that black gospel singers singing or, or preaching, it's Friday, but Sundays are coming. Yeah. So, speaking to Dylan earlier about the, uh, you know, Friday represents, was it? I don't know what it was your answer. Friday represents Jesus' crucifixion. Again, yeah. through the most excruciating, uh, excruciating, painful, suffering, unimaginable horror, marred, defiled, uh, 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 you know, you look at the Passion of Christ, you see his body was ripped to pieces more than any man's ever been, it says. The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. It says he was placed in this terrible, uh, uh, you know, all that weapon ripped to shreds, placed in a cross, Friday. But Sunday, he rose. And resurrection power. He rose, right? So in that car, this is Friday. It's Friday at the camp. And I go, it's Friday. You've got a lot of pain in you, son. And I need you to face this. Just a wee bit of that. <laughs> a wee bit of that uh, in the shack. Remember the embassy in the shack? Have you seen it? Well, you watch that one, uh, Kerry. But there's a part of the movie that God is represented as the feminine attributes of God for most of it because that's what the guy needed love, compassion, empathy, mercy yeah. the feminine attributes yeah. but the day he had to go and forgive his daughter's killer he needed father because yeah. his father had to take him that strength had to take him to the places he wasn't willing to go yeah. and he said you need to come he goes I can't, I can't the father says <clears throat> this is not about you can't it's about you won't no this is some of the things that come up for us earlier. We feel, I won't, I can't, I can't face it. I can't face this. What God's right to bring up, I can't, I can't. But I tell you, it's you won't. 
It's Friday. What's Saturday? But Sundays are coming. I can say that with conviction because it's happened to me. I'm not saying it in a textbook. I'm not trying to uh, preach the messages. I'm telling you the truth. What he's done for me, we sing it. Let me tell you about my Jesus. That's what he's done. That's what he does. That's what he promises to do. And I'm, I could just do cartwheels, try to contain my excitement. About, I know that's what he is. And that's what he's going to do. I'll try. <laughs> you need these two helpers. Two helpers help me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, so, see this morning's pain. We need to be able to be held, held there. You're not alone. You're not doing this alone. You're not alone. I know it's scary. But, you know, as Dave was talking about the kindness, the kindest thing we can do to ourselves is be held in this. We, we support around us. But also, we are, we, are, we are friends. Everybody hurts. Take comfort in your friends. Take comfort in your friends because we're here for each other. Now, the fact is, I know what I'm saying about the 300 thing. You know, this is, this is where it's at. We are praising with our hearts. We need to do business with our hearts. Yeah. We need the courage to say, no, no, no. I, I, I want to run a mile. So do I. Yeah. So do I. I want to no face my pain. So, so I, I understand. I know. But you know, if we don't get through it, we can't experience the resurrection. Yes, the good. transformation that happens. That God, I have to get through that. Suffering has to go first, it says. Yes. Jesus said it, suffering precedes the glory. Suffering precedes the manifestation of God's power. Yes. The manifestation of his goodness in our life. The thing that we've been struggling with for years. Living half a half-hearted, a half-heart. You know, they talk about the, the fragmented parts of your heart. That I've not got a whole heart. And John writes beautifully, Waking the Dead, he says, You need your whole heart for what's coming next. Yeah. That jumped out at me and slapped me. I'm going, what? I need my whole heart. I need to be alive and engaged in my ability to deal with the, the stuff that I'm going to face. The, with, the, with, the, with the persecution with the challenges that I had I need my whole back I can't be walking about with backpacks on me crushed by union with God no life able to get in because I'm so stuck and, stag- and blocked I need my, 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 my vessel clear because I'm utterly dependent on him and that here you know, Paul, Paul also says ah, I'm only going to boast in my weaknesses that's why I was so happy yesterday I could come up here and preach. I could just tell you this great message and look all great. But I actually loved the ability to say, I'm actually really struggling here. I want the power of Christ to rest on me. That's what Paul said. I'm only boasting my weaknesses. Why? So that the power of Christ would dwell and rest on me. Because without that, that union we're talking about, we can't make it. Look at us. Has anybody made it without him? Has it? Has we? I couldn't tie my shoelaces, Brenda, my addiction and the mental health problems. I was so limped stuck carrying all this baggage so you know the promise is rest no rest lessness rest you know been able to say you know this uh, all this baggage the burdens uh, I'm I'm free and I, I know that that to me is 
you could go to church for 30 years and hear about that and never experience it. Because yeah. you could quote the book, and you tell me chapter and verse, you tell me all the theological debates about it and the commentators, but the, the inv- invitation oh. of saying, that's what I've wanted all my life. Yeah. I've wanted rest all my life. You know? Uh, I, I've wanted rest. So I, the way I've coped with all having rest, the medicating, the managing, all these things, it's great news, isn't it? And we didn't get dressed up for nothing, did we? No, <laughs> no he is. He, the, the fact is, we're saying, well, come, come. Do this for me. I'm not leaning here until you bless me. Yeah. That's all right to say that, Kerry. It's all right. I'm not leaning here until you bless me. I could run, run out of all this stuff, but no, I'm saying, I'm, I, I heard Joyce Meyer say that one time. She goes, see what I'm talking about? I didn't get this sitting at the dinner table and everything's lovely. I'm, she goes, I was holding onto the table leg. Yeah. I thought that was a great picture because I thought that. Because uh, you, you think folk are great, look at them up the front. But actually, what you're talking about is costly. Yes. Uh, it's paid, there's a price to speak with any credibility and authenticity yeah. and authority in any of these things. Yeah. Suffering, pain, yeah. that's what produces the, 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 you know, God, God's power working in and through. Hit that first one now. So, God gave me this message uh, around the secret of facing every situation. And, uh, you know, it really fits with the, you know, this theme. While I'm writing these things up, I get the phone call about the boiler. And the boiler... As we know, it's old news now because the boiler's no fixed. But the guy's telling me he can't come because the boiler's no working. And I'm going, wait a minute. And then, so the, the boiler's no working, and you've, you've, the guy's phoned all the places he knows for parts. Can't get it to next week. So we need to go to Dumfries, we need to go to Glencoe, we need to go to Keith. And I'm going, whoa, eh, that's too far for us. And we've already got folk made a plans to be around. And so it goes, right, what about getting a part, trying to phone suppliers for parts? And then, so I know Dylan's an ex plumber. And, uh, and, uh, and so I phoned him and we bounced a couple of things off each other and then both of us were online while I was on the phone to British Gas <coughs> and we found the site that got us apart brilliant, £255 delivered the next morning, yes overcoming resilience not just saying, oh this is terrible that's us, done <coughs> part comes, and as we know the part doesn't work but where we are here at resilient that is happening and for us to have eyes to see, what are you doing? What was that all about? What was, it, what was, it, what was that going to do for us? Because we're on the same boat here. Everybody's getting a adv- similar adversity to experience and to see what are we made of. What, what, we're going to get our metal tested here and it comes to, and I know it's not that hard an issue when, when the way we're living because the cost of everything's so dear. Well, it is for me. You know, uh, when your house bills are so high, you're not living in that warm house. So, so some of these will be feeling it's just similar, but you know. But it was the, the the thing about the ability to face this when we would be being excused to do what the brothers suggesting. Just can you not just tell the guys to come home and come tomorrow? I'm thinking, no, I don't think that's going to work. Um, so thankfully, Charles and others, we've got the we've got the heating uh, the, the heater sorted out. So uh, go to the next one, now, please. So the first few questions just, just to ask ourselves. 
how emotionally resilient or how resilient mentally, emotionally are you when we're faced with challenges? And this is this one we're just experiencing, I'm re- referencing it because it's a challenge. Yeah. And I have thought when I lay in my bed and it was absolutely freezing, I'm going, I said, I don't want to get out of here and I need to go, I need to go and get a shirt and it's up there. And, and I was cold and I felt it. I'm going, what are you moaning about? Your house is not that warm. <laughs> you know? But I, I didn't care doing that, I wasn't feeling that because I did. Yes. And I'm sure everybody here probably would go, this is a bit of a nightmare. How do we deal with that? And so, but how, how resilient are we? When we're faced with these, uh, you know, these these challenging situations, and for me, over the last couple of months, the things that's been coming up and that have been highlighted to me by friends have been facing things like relational conflict, facing things like grief, losing losing the ones that are closest to you, very hard, hard, painful, tough situation. I love the quote, the warrior poets, uh, who, who referenced it, I think uh, Dave was saying things last earlier, but the definition of warrior poets, the last scene of Braveheart, he goes, we fought like warrior poets, we fought like Scotsmen, we won our freedom. The term warrior poets means those who have lived, sorry, those who have learned to live by the ideals of heaven whilst facing the harsh realities of earth. Warrior poets. Warriors, they fight, they deal with the physical. But they're also able to navigate the, 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 the mental, emotional. So, you know, we're facing the harsh realities, and these are harsh realities grief, loss, aging. Yeah, come on. Go on. You know, <laughs> receding hairlines for some, for instance, receding the hair, things like that. And the, 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 the illness, illness. These are, these are harsh realities that we are facing. And you're going, how resilient am I? Because these things are, we're not guaranteed not to face any of that. So how, how resilient are we? So I'm asking God today, impart something here of, of resilience. And even in facing what you felt earlier. Mm. You know, all that said, is she just having the, the, the strength to be able to say, this is what's coming up for me. And I need, I need the strength and resilience to actually face that with new eyes. And if I need to ask for help, I need to go and get that, uh, you know, that guidance, that counselling that's going to help me for the first time have another pair of eyes that will give me a different perspective. And go through that process of change rather than just the sticky plaster approach that just lasts for a wee while. But then we just revert back, straight back. How adaptable are you to bad or unfavourable conditions? And that, that experience for us, the beginning of this, we had to adapt. This is unfavourable. Rather than the heating on it, rather than hot water. But we had to adapt. But how does that work out in your life? How is that working out in your life when it comes to the difficulties you we face? Are you, are, you just, are you able to adjust and overcome and make do or do you sulk? Yeah. Do we shut down? Yeah. Do we disengage? Yeah. And we know, we know that these things, we all do every one of them. But you know, but these things, I, I know if I don't overcome, I know where I'm going. Yes. The, mari- the motto of ma- the Marines, the Marines, the commando, Marine commando ethos eh, is. Be f- eh? 
be first be first to understand be first to adapt and be first be first to overcome be first so be quick to understand what's happening process it be first to respond and adapt and first to overcome that's the motto because they're trained to be able to, to, to deal and this is what we are in our spiritual mental emotional life yes the, the balance between the pain and the dealing with the things and again the empathy and the love and holding things but we'll, we also need that grit determination the ability to respond yeah. the ability to adapt because if I just shut down and disengage there's no life flowing in me in that so I know that's true it's true in our bodies it's true in our gardens it's true in our hair it's true in anything, anything in our life it's true so it's no no true in our spiritual life as it is in the natural so it is in the spiritual the spiritual the physical reflects the spiritual and mental so that is a mirror of what's happening we, there's a cultivation and we are responsible for some of that. Last question. How content are you when things don't go your way? These are big, big questions. Content, the ability to be satisfied, the ability not to be uneasy, to be disturbed, to spit the dummy out, to be to- totally uh, uh, you know, um, <coughs> distressed. Can we be dissatisfied? But what comes away, and that's a that's something that has, has to be learned. Next one now. So this is John sixteen says, in this world we're promised trials. Jesus yeah. says, you are going to have tribulations and trials and tests, adversity, things that are going to be dire, devastating. That's what he says. That's what you're. That's what we're faced with. Heads up. That's reality. <laughs> Why do we act so surprised when stuff happens? Then? Why do we say, oh, this is, what's this happening to me for? You know, this is, this is the world, the terrain that we're in. We have a need to grow an emotional and spiritual resilience so we can face and overcome every situation we face. Me and Linda were up at her family's friends in uh, Fraserburgh and Gardenstown at the time. Uh, this guy, Billy Jack. I could not believe. He was 82 year old. I, when I first met him, he was 70 odd. I was trying to keep up with him. He was a fisherman, he was so busy, so fit. When I met him this time, before he died, he was 82. And he was doing all these exercises for the, the physio was giving him. And when I found out his age, it just, my glass jar just smashed in front of me of what I thought old age looked like. Because I'm going, 82? It, it, it turns a life. And the life. The, the life was characterised by him adapting and overcoming and tr- addressing what was going on in his life. Not just sitting, I'm, I'm old, I'm done, I'm done. He was actively engaged in doing what he needed to do and what he was doing was t- doing exercises to alleviate the pain that was causing him to, t- to lose his buoyancy, lose his animation, lose his motivation. So I had done some stretching with him in the morning and he got me up the next morning saying come on do that again because he couldn't get to sleep because of that sorry I'd done it at night couldn't do it with his shoulder he, you know used to have to take a bath and I says come on I'll try these stretches I day and he was, he was he was back to this animation because the stretch had taken the pain away he was up in the morning saying come on and I, when I went down the road I was quiet long story short I was outside and I heard God say to me it was a certain wee devotional and it was about the need to overcome 
that it will not let difficulties overcome you. To, to, no, to, to not face small problems is to prepare big difficulties for yourself. And I was sitting going, that's what that guy was doing. He's just showed me that. Even at 82, he, was, he had this overcoming spirit and a resilience about him that wasn't defined by what was happening to him. And I, I prayed that in most days since I've left him. The same spirit, you know, that ability to be adaptable, the ability to uh, be updatable, finding new things, new ways to overcome. Uh, so the question is, is this possible? Hit the next one, man, please. Uh, so this, this is Paul. He's going to share two scriptures. This is Paul in 2 Corinthians 4. So, some of you will know that. Uh, uh, Paul starts by talking about this amazing gospel, the light of this gospel and how it is. The treasure of it is in human vessels, earthen clay vessels. And he says, um, he says that we possess this precious treasure, this divine light in these frail, leaky human vessels that the greatness of the power may be shown to be for God and not from ourselves. So this is what we're talking about, the union, the need for us to receive from him into your vessels. We get to carry that. He then goes on to say these really uh, amazing things. He says, We're troubled on every side. I'm reading for the Passion Message and Good News here. Uh, we're troubled on every side, oppressed in every way, he says. Pre- get pressure of all kinds, yet we're not crushed, but we are not demoralised. He says, we don't know what to do. We're perplexed, we're uncertain, but I know God does. So I'm not in despair. And quitting isn't an option. We are persecuted. We are hunted down for people. We're spiritually terrorised. We've got many enemies. But God hasn't forsaken me. God hasn't left my side. And I'm not without my friend. I've been badly hurt at times. I've been knocked down. But I'm not knocked out. I'm not destroyed. So that's the different translations of that. Uh, so there's a but for every challenge he was going through. There's this but that says, in the midst of this, God was this. You know, and this is our part. That in everything, in everything we go through, we've got a cho- we've got the choice to see things through certain lenses. And Paul's demonstrating here <coughs> that this was happening to me. But this but with God, this I'm not demoralized. I have no quitting's not an option because God knows the answer. God hasn't left my side. I'm no I'm no destroyed. Even as I go through relational conflict. 
even as I go through illness, even as we go through loss or having to face whatever it is, God's with us. He says uh, that we always carry, because of all this stuff, we always carry about in our body the same putting to death that Jesus suffered. So that the life of Jesus also may be shown forth by and in our bodies. Which means while we're going through this stuff, Jesus' life has got the ability, to, his resurrection power has got the ability to show forth its power, its victory, through the trials we go through. You could do in the chapter, right? It's only enough five, six verses. But it ends with saying, listen, this light affliction we're all going through, these, these, these light afflictions, these momentary trials and problems that we all face, the slight distresses of the passing hour is ever more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an eternal weight of glory. Yeah. Right? So while we're going through our problems, the, 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 the confidence is that Jesus, God's Spirit, is working in them and through them, preparing something of eternal worth for us. It's really good, eh? So as I prepared for that, these things come up for me. God helps those who help themselves. Because the choice is when, we, when these things come in to us, like earlier, we have got the choice to just say, I, I can't deal with that and I refuse to look at that. I refuse to go there. I refuse to face that. And so then, then how can help come? How can love come? How can, how can yes. healing come? How can his yeah. spirit of cleansing and restoration come? If I just sit back and go, no, no, I refuse to look at that. Just pick that phone back up. Just get the distractions. I get, get myself distracted because that will just take my mind off all that stuff. That's terrible to think about that, isn't it? Uh, the book of Revelation, one line, after the seven churches, the seven promises, what they say is, to him or her who overcomes is the promise given. So we've got to overcome. And what, what we're building to here with resilience is a amazing intervention of the Father entering into these places of neglected places of pain, <coughs> helping us navigate, but also us then saying, God, I need to cooperate with you through this. I need to, I need to uh, do what I need to do to overcome this. Um, so, um, move on to the next one, man, please. So this is where I got this the message, the secret. No, next one, please. Yes, so... So over to Philippians chapter 4. And uh, so verse, verse 11 and 12 here. Um, and I'm just going to read it for a passion. So the, the question about being content. Um, 
This is what Paul says. I have learned to be content. Satisfied to the point where I'm not disturbed. Where I'm not uneasy. In whatever situation, whatever state I'm in, regardless of circumstances, I've learned. Mm-hmm. Hear that? Yeah. I have learned. This is resilient. I have learned, and this takes humility, it takes a teachable spirit. Yeah. We've done a series on being pruned for better fruit, and me and Vincent are recording on pruning is the punishment. That's right. Correction is the condemnation. Okay. It's the work of a loving Father preparing, working in us, preparing us for better fruit ahead. Better attitudes, better responses, better mindset, better vision. So, you know, Paul's saying here, listen, I've learned. I had to I had to learn this. Because I know what it's like when I'm no content and I'm constantly reacting into situations, and that shouldn't be like this, and that shouldn't be like that, and I don't want this, and I want that, and I'd rather it be this way. You know, he, he's saying, and Amplified captures it beautifully, I've learned to be satisfied with what I've got. I've learned to be satisfied to the point where I'm no disturbed, where I'm no uneasy, where I'm no agitated, and I'm no upset. I'm no there. I, I'm a work in progress, like is all with us. You know, but you know, to me it's like learning updating ourselves with that into 2024. And whatever circumstances, regardless of what the circumstances are, I know how to get on along in life. I know how to live in and through difficult times. He said. And then he says, what's the secret? He said there in Amplified, I have learned in any and in all circumstances the secret of facing every situation. I thought that was amazing. That jumped right out at me. The secret, what's the secret? I want to know the secret. What's the secret, Paul, of facing every situation? Facing good, bad, unfavourable, challenging, overwhelming, ageing, relational conflict. The, the, the emotional difficulties we've got, you know, the the uh, the illness. What's the secret, Paul? And then he goes on to say this. Next one, man. That's it. Next one. Next. Yeah. So this is amplified. Now we've heard this. We've all heard it, but it's actually in context of what I've just said. So you miss it. Out. You can oh, it's in context of what I just said, so you can miss out there. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But when you know that when, when you know when you know the context, he's actually saying unfavourable, dissatisfied, good or bad. I've learned what the secret is to face every single situation. Every rich and poor, challenges, difficulties, whatever it is. Uh, poverty, plenty, abundance, lack. I've learned how to face every situation. Yeah. The secret. Mm. I can do all things 
which God has called me to do. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Mean, it doesn't on. mean just do what you want. Aye. And just say, I can do all things with Christ and I'll do whatever I want. No, no. <laughs> I, I believed that for years. Somebody needed to tell me that's not true. What's true is, I can, do all, I can do all things Jesus tells me to do. Yes. See everything we're doing here. We are led. I'm not roasting about that. I'm just saying, yeah. everything that's happening, is yeah. be, we're being led to do it. We're not just going, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. No, we are actually saying, God, I'm, I am, I am uh, teachable. I am leadable. Yeah. And that is, that is this, to me, that's what a, a good leader looks like. Because yeah. Moses was only, only getting told what to do. Then he went out. Leaders are led. Exactly. They are led first. Yeah. Then they tell. And so for me, I don't know how anybody sees these things, but First Corinthians 2, Paul, I'm not trying to take the glory. Come on, just make room for Jesus. He'll make him look good. He will, he will make anybody look good. So let's make room for him, because he'll change your heart if you let him. But, you know, so, so this, uh, this, this to me went after me like a bomb, because, um, you know, the, what is it? What is it the secret is? Good or bad, favourable, unfavourable. And he says, this is amplified, it says, through him who strengthens, through him who empowers me, <coughs> to fulfil his, his purpose, his purpose, this is important, this is amplified, the new amplified, he says, I'm self-sufficient and Christ-sufficient. See, another important part, it's all about union, so emotional resilience and union go like this. Yeah. I can only face anything because I have, I've got the empowerment of this union. Yeah. And if my union is crushed with cares and crushed with burdens and self-will and all these things in the way, well, I'm, I'm going to be lacking this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be lacking true reflection of, have you seen me? You've seen what the Father looks like. Because the Father's living in and through me when, when, what I'm doing. So, it then says, I'm ready for anything and I'm equal to anything. This is beautiful. Yeah. I'm ready. See, for some of that feel so worthless, they feel, oh, I'm just second rate. I don't see myself as part of the family. I don't see myself as worthy. I'm just happier here. I'm not f- taking drugs anymore. I'm just, uh, I'm just happy that I'm, I'm clean. This is what happened to the prodigal son. Yeah. He goes home to his father and he says, Father, I'm no worthy to be called your son. Just make me like one of your slaves. Mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable. Just be, keep me like your slaves. I'm fine. I've done enough. I've done enough bad things. I'm more comfortable just living in the pig pen or just being a servant slave. Yeah. Live like a slave. That's what I'm used to. But the father says, no, oh, come on. Restores his sonship, restores him in his identity, mm-hmm. gives him everything as a, that a son in that house uh, belonged to him and put him back as part of the family. Mm-hmm. And this is a massive thing for us you get clean, you get through programs, we get through rehabs, we do our stuff, but we still feel, you still remember, you're just that wee kitchen wench, like Cinderella. You're that wee one, it's, you just sit in the cupboard. You just get back in the cupboard. Don't you try and rise up. With God's, God's, God, with his empowerment, we, we are liberated to become everything he created us yes. to be. Amen. And get into a world shining. With humility, with gratitude, because I was saying to Charles not last night, uh, we're just the branches. Uh-huh. The fruit isn't the of we're making. Yeah. Branches just, uh, when they connect to the vine, the sap goes through the branch, through the vine, and then they produce the fruit. Charles said it in his talk 
my best, the ministry exploits, the greatest fruitful things he said I've done came through me hearing from him and doing. So, whose fruit was it? It was waiting on him. I get to do it. Wow, I love the experience of seeing that guy set free, seeing that guy set to the right rehab, seeing that guy get the right help, hearing that, hearing, hearing that key that unlocks the prison doors after years of the wrong diagnosis. I get to do that. But who done it? So that takes the, that takes the pride away. It takes the, the, I'm, I'm not carrying that. I, I'm, I'm just a servant. I'm just a, a, a slave. As Paul would say, I'm a slave for God. So, Wait till you leave, just to finish. Uh, so, the secret yeah. is I can do all things through Christ. This is, this is the uh, two different translations. The Passion says... Um, I find I have the strength of Christ's explosive power that infuses me to conquer every difficulty. Right? The word infuse, Elaine talked about blood transfusion, wasn't it? So this, this taking something for someone else, putting it in. Infuse means to fill, to permeate, to become the overwhelming presence in. So he's saying, I can do all things through Christ, what Christ tells me to do, through the infused power that he fills me with, that his presence through this union permeates me with. This pervade means to spread through and be perceived in every part. So through our union, we're going, I'm seeing a lot of phones and looking for relief. Relief really through the phone, relief really through this. I'm saying, I'm coming back to you, joining with you, yes. and taking that strength through that union so that I can then face my difficulties. I can face my emotional challenges. I can face my, 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 my relational uh, conflicts. And uh, the other thing is in power. It's to make you stronger. It's to give you the power. She so said, I can do all things through Christ who empowers me, who fills me, infuses me, empowers me to do what he tells me to do. Amazing. Uh, and then, you look at the, the Amplified, says this in Ephesians chapter 6. It's the armour of God. And he says, um, he says, be strong in the Lord. Right? Finally, brothers, he says, be strong, be emotionally, mentally <coughs> strong in the Lord. He says, be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him, mm-hmm. the strength that his boundless might provides. Yes. Right? We started with Ephesians 3. We started with, uh, you know, <coughs> empty yourself the all, from, for, 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 from all that fills us so that we can be filled with what we're empty of. And the last part of that Ephesians 3 prayer is fill me, infuse me with your supernatural, explosive, regenerative power. Fill me with all the fullness of God. The fullness that becomes the overwhelming presence in me. That that spreads into and through every part of my being. 
Uh, the passion captures it beautifully. He says, Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. So, how good is that? But I want a couple. Let's see it now. Right, and go again. Right, that'll do there. Move up. So, uh, my that that verse to me, I just feed, feeding on that. I was meditating on that. That's what you do. You, I have strength. What's the secret to face every situation? What's the secret that I have your infused strength? I can do all things. I can face the challenges, knowing my own strength. Knowing my own ability, but I can face it with this infused strength. The strength that you flood me with, that you fill me with, uh, through this life union. And um, so as, as, as we finish, I had this in the run-up to it about Jesus, the ultimate alchemist. Yeah. I think we spoke, somebody spoke about it earlier, you know, because we were talking about what do I do when I've got all these moods? What do I do when I've got all these problems? And I don't want to face them. And, and these things are overpowering me. And I, 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 can't, I can't cope because I just, they're so bad. <clears throat> An alchemist, there was a self-help book about it a while ago. I, don't, I didn't read it, but I, do, I remember it was about the process of turning bad stuff into good stuff. Right? Turning wrong stuff into gold, basically. And it's the act of inner transformation. It's the act of healing and freeing the inner parts of ourselves that need to be changed. By transforming the parts in us, at least to this inner liberation. The freedom from these fears, these beliefs that no longer serve us, and the other self-destructive stuff. Jesus is the ultimate alchemist, in my experience. Because what we are doing, and what Elaine and done beautifully earlier, is lead you to the places of the pain. Yeah. There's the neglected places that I don't want to look at, because it's too painful, I can't yeah. cope with looking at that. Yeah. But what's the secret of facing... All these things, as yeah. I have strength to face it yeah. through the power that infuses in me. And when I get into his presence, this is what happens. Now, I, I believe this with my heart. I, I'm telling you, I've, I've, as Dave said earlier, I've tried everything to change. Self-help books, different, different uh, you know, prompt coaches, whatever the thing it is. But he says, my presence alone can transform conditions and lives. Yeah. Absolutely. My presence alone. That is true in my experience. Yeah. Right? Bringing harmony, bringing beauty, bringing peace, bringing love. He is the ultimate alchemist. So that's the hope of all this. That we bring these things to Jesus. And we say, I mean, this is what I mean by inviting you into it. I get, I feel this. I'm not, I'm not kidding on it's no painful. I get, I feel it. But I bring you in. And it's Debbie's beautifully, uh, you know, communicated. You know, she communicated how God gave her his perspective. Mm-hmm. Gave her his perspective. And it, as Elaine said, it doesn't need to happen now. We're not we're no, we're no putting pressure on it. You need to hear for Jesus right now. You know, just give him the Just say, listen, I'm clearing the way for you. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. When you're ready, I'm preparing the way for the Lord. I'm preparing my heart in, in preparation for you to come. 
And I'm, I'm asking you, give me your perspective on this. I want you to transform what you're telling me. Like John shared some vulnerable stuff with me earlier. And that you're going, wow, these things are, these things are so sensitive and, and, and uh, what Jesus is bringing. But you're going, to be able to go, because I, I don't want to jump in. I felt I've no any answers here. But I just want to be able to say, look, I know yeah. Jesus is the ultimate alchemist. He, oh, his presence, yeah. he will bring the transformation. If we just stay with it, don't run for it. Allow him. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.